the amount of time, the amount of dedication you put behind it, that's where you get the results. The more I continue to bet on myself, I will continue to say that throughout this podcast, the more I've seen growth. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 you guys, and welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. Crystal P, the BDNT. And we are here with my queen, Dixon, who is coming in to give us some mad value, an amazing nurse entrepreneur. And as you guys know, we always find these amazing nurse entrepreneurs who are going out, crushing it, and just stepping outside of that box that we've been placed in. So my queen, I would love for you to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about your business. So hi, everyone. My name is my queen Dickens. I go by Nurse Queen. I am a 28-year-old travel labor and delivery nurse. Can't believe I hold that title anymore because I have not worked bedside in about six months. <laughs> I am in school full-time to become a certified nurse midwife. So I have been in the thick of grad school. Um, I will be completing that this summer. So I'll be a midwife sooner than later. Um, I also am an entrepreneur times two. I have my own nurse merch line, nurse platform where I'm a content creator. And I also have my own IV hydration concierge business here in the DMV area. Um, throughout my journey, I have done a slew of things, uh, raging for med surge, LTAC, set nursing, postpartum, labor and delivery, all the things. And now IV hydration is my full-time job along with content creation and then a full-time grad student. Um, I leverage my career through travel nursing. I've done travel nursing for about six of the eight years that I've been a um, nurse. I have been a nurse since I was 20 years old. My mom is Jamaican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, eight years later, with eight years of experience, um, I started off as an LPN, transitioned to ADN, RN, and then BSN, and now getting over to my MSN. So that's um, my main thing. Now I share my journey through YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the platforms that there are. And I'm out serving my community with digital product. I have a nurse platform called Millennial Nurse Brunch, where we have annual brunches and happy hours throughout the year to kind of change the narrative of what the traditional nurse looks like. And I'm just just trying to get my feet wet in any area uh, that I interest myself in. So it has been very fulfilling. And I am excited to see what's next. And I'm super happy to be here as well today with you all. Um, Dr. Kiana Jones, I've seen you on the show. What? Sweet light. No. Is that? I forgot what show it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, the show was so low key. But when, yeah, I was like, OMG. So when you reached out to me, I was, like, was giving fangirl. Like, so <laughs> for you. And I stalked Crystal's page as well. Both of you uh-huh. are doing it. And I'm so inspired. Well, listen, you're doing it, first of all. Let's. Listen, I think you just listed like, I don't know, 10 things. (laughs) So you're definitely doing it. I I love that. And so let me see. Okay. Let me just, because I know you you got a lot that you're doing. You started out, let's just take it back to you being a travel nurse for as long as you've been. I just feel like nurses who are travel nurses, no shade to any nurse who was a travel nurse post-pandemic, but those who are doing it before pandemic, Mm -hmm. 
or a different kind of nurse. Because we, I will be honest, our we our cushiness and comfort level before COVID was different than it is now. So I think it's a lot, not to say easier, but like nurses really strive to be travel nurses. I remember just when I was still working bedside pre-pandemic, I was intrigued by travel nurses. I just felt like it took a different type of person to be willing to uproot and go different places and kind of be by in a place where maybe they don't know people, things like that. So how, what made you decide to do that, especially at such a young age? Yes. So definitely when I became a nurse, I was in Kentucky. I went to an HBCU down there. And of course, I'm sorry, illustrious HBCU, right. I think you said. Yeah. So- <laughs> University. Um, that's where I graduated with my ADN and BSN. But after I graduated, I stayed a year because I wanted to get some L&D experience. Uh, when I officially got my ADN, I couldn't land an L&D job. So that was very um, intimidating for me because everyone said one year missed So of course I listened to it when I couldn't land that L&D opportunity. Um, after I landed the L&D opportunity, I stayed in Kentucky for an additional year, but it was no diversity, but we had diverse patient population. And it was just very different because a lot of my staff were ignorant. It's not the fact that they didn't like, they were, they were racist because it's 2023. You should know better, but they were just different. And I just wanted to like uproot and just like do something different. I am originally from Chicago. So I wanted to like just branch out. I know I didn't want to live in Chicago, but travel nursing was always the goal. When I signed up for L&D as my first job, literally in the back of my head, she was wanting me to climb the clinical ladder. I'm like, sure, I'll do that. Actually, I already knew I was getting my years of experience and I was leaving. So that that year and a half of experience, I started off back in Chicago, my hometown, just to get a feel for it as an adult. And then after that, I came immediately to the DMV area, fell in love with the DMV area. So now I'm here, but I always kept an apartment here. And then I've been in and out ever since 2019. Um, and seven travel assignments later, um, I started in 2019, well, 2019, pre-pandemic, worked all through the pandemic, all the hotspots, except for New York. And literally, I just kept going and I had to stop because of school. So um, I had local assignment here in DC. So now I'm here local in DC. Yeah. Okay. And so do you feel like, uh, you know, being a travel nurse kind of gave you, put you better position to start your business? Or do you feel like it's, it wouldn't have mattered if you were at the bedside or I mean, if you were um, full-time staff or not? No, it definitely gave me so much leverage. I was on every crisis assignment there was known to mankind. Once I got my first crisis assignment as an L&D nurse, I was like, there's no way I'll ever go back. So my standards were very high. Um, I would take breaks in between while the market was low and I'll just like seek out opportunity. I built a network of nurses, like my friends and other like relationships I fostered over the years. And they're always, they always keep me informed. So financially, I definitely leveraged. I also fostered many relationships with nurses and other people in areas that are in really high places. So that gave me the opportunity to network. And then a travel nurse and built my skill set and my critical thinking skills, which then shaped me for midwifery school. So here I am you know, um, in midwifery school. I feel a tad bit ahead because I know a lot about labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. my journey over the like working throughout the nation, um, the United States, whatever. I've seen how like black women were treated. Um, differently. And it definitely triggered me, especially like starting off in Kentucky and then expanding in different states. No matter where I went, it's just like Black women were treated differently. And it was always from the providers that didn't look like them. So that kind of like expedited my transition back to school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good, actually. And I, I've never been to Kentucky, but 
I, I have worked at an organization where the predominantly pop, the predominant population looked like me, looked like me, but leadership did not. Yeah. And there was such a huge disconnect. And so just being able to identify that at such a young age, I think, because, um, you know, younger people be just focused on other things, <laughs> working and enjoying life and not like paying attention. Like there's, there's a hole here that needs to be filled and then actually seeking to be able to be that solution that, for that problem. So that's dope. Um, Chris, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to um, ask in all of that, when did the entrepreneurial bug hit you? When did you kind of start thinking about that? So it was during COVID. Um, during COVID, about a year before that, I started my nurse merch, merch line and I had a platform. It was great. And I had some success from it. And I was like, this is cool, like a little side hustle or whatever. And then when COVID happened and I started to go from assignment to assignment, I took an assignment in Miami and the vaccine rolled out. And of course, I don't care. I didn't want the vaccine. I was like, I'm not getting it. Don't care. <laughs> Who cares? Like, I'm not getting it. But when it jeopardized my job opportunity and contracts that were paying really high only took travelers that had the vaccine, I was a tad bit discouraged. I'm like, okay, maybe I have to get it. And then my manager in Miami was like, if you do not get it, you cannot even eat your lunch in the break room. You have to go in a closet, the restroom, or in your car to go eat. And I was a traveler. I didn't have a car down there. So just having that control over me, even though I was getting paid a lot of money, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't like that control. I didn't like the fact that my track track can get canceled at any moment just because I didn't obey by their rules. So um, I was already saving money for IV hydration because I had worked at an IV hydration spot before. And when I figured out registered nurses can start their own IV hydration business, that was always the goal. That put some fire under me, like really work harder toward it. I'm just wondering... And, you know, this just came to me when you were talking about that, because that is so true. I, I got the vaccine. Right. And I, for me, though, I I knew it was a decision I was making without all the information. And I was OK. I understood that. Mm-hmm. But I did not appreciate that we were requiring people who didn't want it to get it. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I, that's the part that made me upset as well. But I wonder how many nurses who have not like say they weren't in business. I was already in business during this time, but I had to close down because of we were closed the state of California. But I wonder how many nurses had that same feeling of like being able to see like as much as we think we have job security and we think we have, you know, we're never going to be without a job because we're nurses, that it would come to this point and like actually are willing to take some steps so that they won't be in this situation anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are realizing that that was just, to me, we just don't know what the future will hold. Yeah. And so for those who just continue to err on the side of, I'm a nurse, I can always get a job. I can always, that may not be true, especially if it goes against something you believe in. We we don't know what could be be coming next, right? Especially like working in labor and delivery, you know, Roe v. Wave, all these things. Like, I don't know what can be next for like the destiny of my journey. So with that being said, I just always wanted to have not only a side hustle because I always looked at it as a side hustle, but just like a plan, like not even a backup plan because now that I'm working like full time in my business, I'm like, wow, like actually nursing and midwifery can not really be my backup plan, but that can be my part time and this can be my full time. And it's so much power in betting on yourself because the amount of time, the amount of dedication you put behind it, that's where you get the results. If I don't put the energy into my business, that's where I lack. And that's when I don't see the results. So it's really yeah. me to actually scale my own business and grow in that way. And like I said, I've been myself for a little minute now and it's been working. So I'm just going with it. <laughs> so how, how did, okay. You, you, you mentioned it. So I want to elaborate on it. You said my, my mom is Jamaican. That's what you said, right? Yeah. 
So how does your mom feel about you not having a job? Because you know, right. not a job, yeah. you need a job. <laughs> so literally up until the point I was like 25, I've already always had multiple jobs, probably three jobs at one point. Like, it's crazy. Like I've always worked like a Jamaican. Like that's always been my motto. And I'm not that like cultured. I want to be more cultured and I will be in the next couple of years, but not as cultured as I can be. <laughs> not in the next couple of years. I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> was in the back of my head. Like I'm going to sabbatical for a year. But yeah, so that's a but. I'm not as cultural as I can be, but I have like Jamaican roots like deeply in me when it comes to work ethic. Mm -hmm. So now that yeah. I don't have a job, um, my mom is fine. Like, I mean, we do a lot for her. Um, and honestly, mm -hmm. she's happy. Like, it's like a full circle moment. You know, like now the kids are parents and the parents. <laughs> yes, yes, that's how it goes. I'm still <laughs> in Chicago. Um, and she was pretty much there to raise us and, you know, do all of that. And she put a lot into us. So like the last six yeah. months, um, well, six months ago, we moved her to DC. So she's here with us now. Um, she has a place here and everything, but it's just like a better family dynamic for us. So it's been cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. She supports you though. That's the main thing. Yeah. I know um, sometimes it's like they like, they're kind of just a little side eye right. until you show them, then it's like, all right, I see you. I honestly think it's because I'm in school and I was in clinical, like working 60 hours a week in clinical, but of course I'm getting mm -hmm. paid for it, but I had scrubs on going every day. So she'll see me and she's like, mm -hmm. oh, you gonna work? I'm like, for the 50th time, I'm going to clinical. Like, let's listen to your head. So I think because it's educational and she knows that I'm like grinding towards like, you know, studying for boards and stuff, it makes sense to her. Now, when I pass work yeah. outside, that makes mm -hmm. a bit different. <laughs> Definitely. I love it. Okay. So now you, you experience travel nursing and I do believe like just being, just negotiating your wages. I mean, negotiating your rates as a travel nurse, negotiating your contract that also is played, has its place in business too. Um, I, I always feel like travel nurses are kind of like micro businesses, like, you know, and you really do spend a lot of time, like being strategic about how to maximize your earning potential, which is essentially what you do in business as well. And so then you did the travel thing, then COVID hit and you you were like, I don't like the position I'm in. Then you started your businesses. Which one was the first business that you started and why? Post COVID, my first business was, it was IV hydration. I, well, mm -hmm. actually I was already selling nurse merch and I'm a labor and delivery nurse oh. and I was already doing that pre-COVID. But I kind of slowed down okay. a bit. And like merch is not like really lucrative because you have to put a lot of money into it. And then like, it's not that much profit for me um, anyway. But mm -hmm. it was like a side hustle. Um, during COVID, mm -hmm. I was working on an assignment in Oakland. I was very depressed. I was working like six hours, no, 60 hours a week. So five days a week. And I was studying wow. for school. It was just like overwhelming. And Oakland is like a tad bit different. I didn't have time to like go out and stuff like that. So I became like in my shell and the Drake album came out, Certified Lover Boy. And I was like, I love Drake, like literally <laughs> I did. So I'm like, I love Drake. And then his album cover was like all pregnant women. I'm like, that's so dope. Like I'm a labor nurse and literally like he has a cover. He's my favorite artist and he's my best. Favorite. Like, mm -hmm. like what is it given? So I created scrub caps like associated with his album. So I white scrub caps with the pregnant emojis all over it. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. I felt like it was symbolic for me because I was a labor mm -hmm. nurse. So yeah. I posted that for myself and everybody's like, I love that. Like, can I get one? Can I get one? I was like, oh, wow. So I got like a batch order. Literally was like, oh, let me get a hundred caps and see how it does. Literally sold all the caps. And 
I was yeah. like, whoa. So then I created other colors and created more and got more um, customers. And I was like, this is amazing. And it's not mm-hmm. like t-shirts. You don't have to worry about sizes. You're sending all of them out. Just yeah. like that. Very the mm-hmm. So I was like, this is great. So that was my next business after COVID where I was taking those breaks in between when the market was like saturated or a tad bit low. Yeah. Um, I would have mm-hmm. that to like, kind of like fuel me. And then I was also pay for school out of pocket. So that helped me a lot too. And then uh, yeah. I think I remember those cats where either you were on, I don't know, one of the the theme pages, like the nursing theme page, it was black nurses meet or something. I remember that cat because I was like, this is, this is really dope. Like it, it was, and I remember it was kind of that they talked about, it was inspired by the album and things like that. That's, that's dope as hell. Yes. I love that. It was pretty cool just to see like the turnover. I already had like a community, but just to see how, even people who weren't labor nurses, like purchase in the cab. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I love this for me. So that was my yeah. first like spin off. And then after that, like I said, COVID kind of puts a fire under me to just like dig more into IV hydration. And then that's when mm-hmm. I actually started that in May of 2022. It's now 2023. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was far out, but I was already working a lot behind the scenes. Like I had my ebooks, I had my coaching calls, my webinars that I had took. And I was like, okay, cool. Like just waiting for my time when I have the time. <laughs> Yeah. Away from there. How are you uh, uh, dealing with managing school and your businesses at the same time? It's hard. It's very hard because at one point when I was working at the bedside, I was also in clinical and managing my business. I was like, something has to go. Like my therapist was like, something has to go. And I was like, nothing can go. And she was like, something. So I had took a trip to Ghana. It was like a nursing trip, like an influencer trip. They paid for me to like help post out there. So I went out there. And it was a great time. We also went to like Afrochella. And I just met so many dope non-nurses that were like tapped into their careers that they created from scratch. Like they were entrepreneurs, but they were like amazing, like powerhouses. And I was like, wow, like they literally bet on themselves and they're doing amazing and they're out here and they're just giving back to the community, the culture. I love it. So my flight back from Ghana, I was like, there's no way that I can immerse as a full-time midwifery student and work bedside and do my business. My business is not going, midwifery school isn't going, this job has to go. Like, so I'm not going to reach every contract. So at that point, I had no like really like digital product in place to where I was like, okay, like what is going to be my source of income? I have no clue. I wasn't taking out loans or anything at the point. I was just paying for school. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to work. Like I had savings from a crisis assignment. So that's something I would say to all my travel nurses, if you're traveling, have a backup emergency fund. And I'm so thankful I did that. So I had my emergency fund. And it's just like shifting my perspective on the more I continue to bet on myself, I will continue to say that throughout this podcast, the more I've seen growth. So I created mm-hmm. a hydration webinar. People had kept asking me about like teaching them IV hydration. And I was just like, no, I don't want to. Like, dang, I haven't even been in the game a year. Like, can I just breathe? And then I created the webinar. I got so much traction from it. And I was like, wow. And I just fell in love with teaching and like reaching back to people who wanted to be in the place that I am now. So- that was like a big pivot for me. Yeah. And I think that, and I, it's funny because oftentimes on our interview, we have people um, and just asking them how they get got started. And it usually is based on a need they've identified or listening to the market. And when people come to you and they're asking you for something versus you just doing what you think people want, which is not really going to pay the bills. It may, it may feel good to you because it's something you want to do, but the reality of it is if you want to make a business out of anything, you've got to listen to what your market wants and then deliver on what they want. So that's, that's super dope. So, and let me ask you this. So you're, you're, you said your YouTube channel, 
also, right? So you do YouTube. So how is that and content creator? What is that bringing in revenue to? And what does that look like? Because there are a lot of nurses that see these, you know, most of them will say the get ready with me or come spend a day with me as I live the life of the ICD nurse. Come spend the day with me, <laughs> right? So how did that, that happen? And then is it worth it? And so should nurses consider that? Yes, I definitely do think that YouTube is worth it. We're getting into this space to where TikTok and Instagram's kind of taking over, but I still sit around and I don't even really watch TV. I watch YouTube, like get ready with me, like my favorite influencers. So I do think mm -hmm. it's a market out there. I do get revenue to this day without even posting videos. I'm monetized on there. So anybody that watches my video, I still get money to this day from YouTube. So once you have yeah. the monetization, you'll still get the money, but it's just, you have to put in in order to receive. And if I put in more, I definitely will receive more, but it's so worth it. Like when I was actually like posting videos, like bi-weekly, I was making so much revenue from YouTube. And I was like, okay, like this is great. And you don't only get paid from the monetization, you get brand partnerships and also like um, collaborations that you can do as well. So speaking yeah. of kind of creation, um, like I said, I've done a slew of things. I've maximized my nursing degree. My most recent ebook is teaching nurses how to maximize their nursing degree. So a lot of people don't mm -hmm. even know that. They think, oh, you, you have a large following on Instagram. You're going to pay from Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. No, a lot of people have digital product. A lot of people have brand partnerships. They have collaborations. And you have to pitch yourself to these brands. You don't wait for them to mm -hmm. reach out to you most of the time. You have to pitch yourself. And it's a very mm -hmm. way that you can pitch yourself. And in my ebook, mm -hmm. I teach nurses and also inspiring content creators to do that, especially. Um, but it's been great. Yeah. This last year, especially, like I said, from Ghana, like I've been able to tap into content creation, like almost like 75%. And it's been great just pitching and just receiving. 100%. Yeah. Do you recommend all nurses do like some type of content creation? And if so, where do you suggest? Because see, a lot of people are intimidated. I'm, they don't want to get on social um, for whatever reason. Either they, they feel like they always got to be done up or either they are intimidated because they don't think they know enough, whatever reason. But do you recommend that? And then two, um, which platform do you suggest that they, based on your experience, that they tap into first? So in 2023, I would recommend TikTok. Easiest way to scale, easiest way to grow. Their algorithm is crazy. You have one viral video and you'll get subscribers on your YouTube, followers on your Instagram, and it'll just like flow over. So I do think if you're starting, people really don't really want to watch 20 minute videos, especially if they're just getting to know you. So to introduce yourself to the market, I would definitely say start off with TikTok because you can scale really fast on TikTok with consistency. Um, but I really want to say, I don't think it's for everybody. Like, consistency is key. Like I've done multiple coaching calls with influencers where I'm like, Hey, like help me grow. Like, let me know. And they're like, consistency is key. That's it. Like you have it, but you just have to work it. And once I started to like have that mindset, it worked so well. So if you have something that your market and your niche is lacking and people are reaching out to you saying that you're inspiring or they want something from you, whether it's a simple DM asking about the process of nursing school, I would definitely say, put the information out there do it authentically. Like while you're sharing your day, just say, Hey, very productive today. Had an exam. I passed. Like that's how I grew my audience. Like I was just very transparent. I was literally on an assignment. They took my contract and I was like, I'm quitting. And I was like, why would you quit? It's a penalty. I'm like, I don't care. I was very transparent. I was very authentic. I was myself. And I think that people love that authenticity and they love the fact that I was transparent about the highs and the lows. So you do not have to always be done up, especially on TikTok. You do not have to be done up at all. I have to have this aesthetically pleasing, like 
atmosphere. You just have to be able to share what people need. And once you're able to do that, then you will grow. I was going to ask you, just hearing you talk about TikTok, and I agree, definitely, TikTok is, is the place to be. But how, and how did you get past worried of being worried about what people would think, though? Because that, I think, is the biggest uh, obstacle that a lot of people in their head, and I don't even think it's really a reality, but in their head, they're, like, worried about what people are going to see, what people are going to say, like, how do you, I'm sure now you don't have that as, but that comes over time. But when you first started, how were you able to get past, like worried about what people think or, you know, feeling like you don't, whatever. How were you able to get past that? I literally just was like, I was like a talk I had to have for myself. Like affirmations, like words of affirmations is my love language. So a long time ago, I was like, the love languages that I aspire for people to give me, I need to start giving that to myself. So I'm big on affirmations, expressing gratitude, all of those things. And I started to talk to myself, like, why does it matter? People are in your DMs blowing you down, asking you information. Like, why can't you just give it to them in masses? The same people who aren't, who aren't asking the questions, they want to know the answers. So with that being said, once I started travel nursing, I thought it was so intriguing to see like other travel nurses like expanding and them sharing their journey. It was very inspiring. And I'm this person that never wants to look back and think like I shoulda, coulda, woulda. So I always do it. And I always do it scared. That's something I always tell people. Put your faith over your fear and literally go. Like, because you're going to look up two years from now, three years from now, like, I should have started that YouTube. I should have did that TikTok or that reel. Four years ago when I started my YouTube, now content creation is every everybody does it. And it's like, nobody's looking at the weird or like, oh, what are they, do what are they doing? Why are they posting that? So, you know, you want to be ahead of the way. You want to be a trendsetter. You don't want to be the person that's trying to get on at the end because it's so much harder to grow. You will grow if you do it correctly, but it's going to, it may be harder. So with that being said, overcoming that fear, I just had to do it scare. And I had a lot of self affirmations and like words of affirmations to like really promote positive attitude. I really love that. Honestly, honestly, yeah. that, that is I, and for you to be, you know, in nursing at such a young age and they didn't, you didn't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm just quitting the profession as a whole. Cause a lot of people say that too. They're like, it, it was too toxic for me. But, and then also to be able to see and realize that, you know, you, you only person stopping you from doing anything you want to do is you. And you can, you, you really do have the steering wheel and you're in control. You're in the driver's seat of your life. And, and that's exactly what you're doing. So we always ask to um, give our listeners three pieces of work that they can do to, and, and again, our followers are mostly um, 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 aspiring entrepreneurs or current entrepreneurs. So what were you say were three things that you've done or that they could do to help push the needle forward for them on their journey? Um, number one, I would say invest in yourself. I don't know what that looks like for you all, but literally invest in yourself. Whatever knowledge you are seeking, pay for the information, pay for the coaching call, do it now. Even if you're in nursing school, I wish I would have had information about IV hydration sooner or about travel nursing sooner. When I was a travel nurse, if there was an ebook out there for me, I would have bought it with ease. So, you know, there are people ahead of you that have already worked out the kinks and the mistakes. And they have found real and raw solutions. And therefore, it's a form of mentorship. Mentorship is the most underrated cheat code to adulthood. So I do believe investing in yourself is a form of mentorship. So if you do not have a mentor, you don't have anyone in your lane that's ahead of you that's literally pouring into you, investing in yourself with these webinars, these ebooks, 
these conferences, these um, brunches, like whatever it looks like for you, do it. Um, number two, um, surround yourself with like-minded individuals. I had a conversation with a classmate about a year ago, and she was like, well, all of my friends, they're not on the same level as me. I have friends that, you know, just got out of jail, friends that did this, friends that did that. I'm like, okay, like, that's why I was like, all my friends aren't doing nursing. They may not all be on the same level as me. Some of them may be ahead. Some of them may be just like getting to where I'm at. But I tend to surround myself with like-minded individuals. You are not going to always wake up motivated. You're not going to always wake up dedicated towards your task. You need a people around you that is either doing the same as you or better than you. When I get on the phone with my friend and I literally don't feel like getting out of bed, if she's in bed too, moping about her guy or something like that, I don't want, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that you're out and about. You've been out since 9 a.m. and you already are getting down your to-do list. You know what I mean? So surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is very important. You may not have that friend group. Go to that conference. Go to that networking opportunity. Create that network for yourself. Literally, so cliche, your network is your net worth. Literally. What to tell you that my network has gotten me into rooms that I can't even imagine. And one thing about me, you put me in a room, I'm going to work it. Like it doesn't get me there. I'm good to go. So your network is definitely your network, a hundred percent. So invest in yourself. Um, surround yourself with like-minded individuals and just positive affirmations and gratitude. Um, just think about where you were a couple years ago and just think where you are now. And, you know, we all have destination anxiety. We're always thinking about what's next. But just think about that you're living in an answer prayer, whatever that looks like. If you can name one thing that you're living in that you prayed for for a couple years ago, that's a blessing in itself. So I'm big for expressing gratitude. I'm big on paying homage to people who have done it before me that are doing it like me. And just like reaching back to like pull those nurses who are behind me forward so they can be like me or better than me. And just knowing that what's for you is always going to be for you, period. People always ask, like, why do I teach IV hydration to other nurses? And I'm like, I don't care if this person lives next door to me. They cannot take what's for me away from me. And at the end of the day, if they can, it's for them. Like, period. So what's going to be for you? So continue to just stay in your lane. And if you don't have a lane yet, create it and just go from there. Yes. No, I 100% agree. And those are actually, that was... I was four and they were very necessary. And in fact, we hear this echoed on the show, the same thing. I don't know if y'all listening, but everybody who comes on who was successful, who are entrepreneurs and nurses, they say this to some degree. So I'm hoping that the listeners are going to take heed. And, and that is so important too, to just have some kind of anchor in what you believe in. And if you really know that what's for you is for you and nobody can take, you, you have no problem with giving and giving and giving when it comes to mentorship and things like that. So I totally agree. And Crystal, do you have anything before we, before I, I was going to, yeah, okay. yeah, just you're so young and have it all concisely together. So um, kudos wish I had. Um, well, one, I feel like there's more mentorship now and coaching now, but that doesn't still doesn't mean that everybody is, is taking that and accepting it and betting on themselves, like you said, or investing in themselves. So I'm so glad that at such a young age, you have already gotten it to invest on yourself and always bet on yourself. So I love, I really, I really love that and appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, for sure. So let's talk about how we can, I know you, you can tell us everywhere you're at, where all, where all can we find you and follow you at for us social and YouTube and websites and all that. So most of my platforms, you can find me at nurse queen underscore underscore. So Instagram, um, Twitter, 
TikTok, YouTube, Nurse Queen, you will find me there. And then as okay. for um, other platforms, them, them are the only platforms I'm on, actually. I'm on all those okay. platforms, mm-hmm. but at Nurse Queen underscore underscore. And YouTube. You're on YouTube, yeah. though. Is that it's, Nurse Queen yeah, too? Yeah. Underscore yes. underscore. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and then I know you said you do brunches and you train on dehydration and you, uh, uh, you have your merch. Yes. So how can we, do you have a website? I do. So I have a website, nursequeen.com. On that website, you can okay. find merch. You can also book coaching calls with me. And I have coaching calls beyond IV hydration, such as just travel nursing 101. If you're interested in content creation, I also have a link tree, uh, which is link tree slash nurse queen. And basically has all of my links, including my ebook to my digital product. Now, I do have a couple of ebooks out right now. I have an ebook, Travel Nursing 101. So if you're interested in travel nursing, you do not know where to start, that is the book for you. I have a Maximizing Your Nursing Degree. There is so much information in there, y'all. Like to the point, I'm like, I took my time writing that book. There's information about content creation, getting into grad school, finding a preceptor, as well as coaching, how to become a nurse coach, how to become a nurse mentor, um, the steps of IV hydration, not like the full rim, but just like, where to even start? Like, if you don't want to invest thousands of dollars in IV hydration, you just need to know where to start. That's in that book. Travel nurses in that book, um, how to start your own scrub cap line, how to start your own merch line. All of that is in that maximizing your nursing degree ebook. So definitely take advantage of that. And then I also host IV hydration webinars. So if you all are interested in learning more, I definitely have that as an option as well. In addition to the things that I sell, I'm also hosting some networking opportunities coming up. Um, in August, I have not released the location yet, but I have an annual millennial nurse brunch and it's for nurses of all ages. And literally it's a networking opportunity for like-minded ind- individuals who are looking to change the narrative of what the traditional nurse looks like. And I feel like so many nurses, they're not trying to work 60 years and get their pension and things like that. We're literally changing the narrative. So there's some discussion that to be had. There's a safe space in that area. And there's also networking opportunity there as well. So um, the Millennial Nurse Brunch is the Instagram for that. And also on my Nurse Queen page, I share updates on when that will be. It will be in August, but I have not released the date yet. I will in July. And then we're going to Bali. I am going to Bali October 4th. I'm hosting my second trip um, there. And I'm super excited because we already are halfway sold out with participants we have nurses, non-nurses, nurses, students coming. And it's going to be a ball. It's going to be very similar to the Millennial Nurse Brunch kind of atmosphere. We're going to be pouring into each other. We're going to be doing all things in Bali. We're going to go to the swings. We're going to um, have brunch. We're going to drink. We're going to just turn up and have fun. And that is a week after my graduation. So it's technically my graduation trip. So if you all are listening to this, you have time to get your tickets. Um, for Bali as well. So if you are interested, just reach out to me via Instagram and I'll give you all the deeds. So oh, by man. the way, for the brunch, is that, do you, I know you don't know, you haven't announced the date or the location, but do you know what state it's going to be in? Because at least the, the people who are, is it going to be on the East Coast? It's going to be Either in the D- area. Okay. Houston or Atlanta, because I did a poll and that's where everybody was at. It was very even. So I kind of want to okay in that area, but it just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. I will be. Posting. If y'all got to fly out, just come on. Fly out. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's right. Yes. And by the way, you guys, we truly believe in getting on planes. So please don't use location as a reason not to attend. Because exactly. y'all, we got to get on planes. We have no reason yeah. not to go. If, especially when it comes to those who need to be in the room, which yeah. is everyone, to network and yes. expand your your um, your community. Definitely. 
All right. Well, Nurse Queen, thank you so, so much for coming on and dropping all the gems. And truly, you are going from being a serial nurse to a serial nurse entrepreneur for sure. which is what we are always do. Like we always have multiple jobs anyway. So I, I definitely have seen that as for those who do take the leap and become entrepreneurs, we're always just kind of in multiple things. So shout out to you for just staying consistent and also reaching back to help others. Because like you said, if, if you had someone, if you have someone that could, could have helped you the way you're helping other people, it's really the cheat code to get there faster. And I always say that it's the cheat code. I say it's the hack. Like a lot of people don't understand that. Um, so shout out to you for being able to show up for the nurses who are coming up or want to be in the same position as you. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time. You guys know, as always, don't gatekeep. Share this page. Subscribe. Right. Tell your folks we have the best and most awesome and dopest nurses come on and share their journey, but also give you guys some value on how you can show up and be the best versions of yourself. All right, you guys, until next time, thank you for coming and listening to the Nurse Boss Shift. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.